2: And, and this, this is, is how we win.
4: Thanks to Third Love for supporting Muller She wrote. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com/ag to find yours today. And thanks to Beta Brand for supporting Muller She wrote. Who says comfy can't be work appropriate? Beta Brand wants you to look good and feel good, even at the office, so go to betabrand.com slash A-G, all lowercase, and get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants today. And check out the MSW Book Club. All of our series of book reviews, once available only to patrons, are now available to the public. Search for MSW Book Club wherever you get your podcasts, or head to mswbookclub.com for more information.
0: This is Jack Bryan, the co-writer and director of Active Measures, and you are listening to Mother She Wrote. Lucky you.
2: So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs.
1: That's what he said. That's what I said. That's obviously what our position is.
0: No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist.
4: Hello, and welcome to Muller She Wrote. I'm your host, AG, and with me, as always, is Jalisa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. Uh, this week has been, uh, well, fairly frightening, frankly, but uh, we'll break it all down for you into reasonable ish pieces. But the uh, structure this week is going to be a little different uh, because this episode is called Muller If You're Listening. So my hot note this week is going to be a collection of questions we hope Mueller will answer to the public. If you happen to know Bob Mueller or anyone who works for him or works in any of the committees or any staffers that could end up questioning Mueller when he testifies on the Hill, please alert them to my hot note in this episode. <laughs> uh, in, in addition to that today, Jaleesa, you're going to be covering new information on the Jeff Bezos extortion case with Dirty Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And, Jordan, you have some insights this week on Devin Munez. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: He's been busy being an
4: idiot. (laughs) Did he go cow tipping? (laughs) Um, The interview this week is with Scott Stedman. And, yes, yes, I asked him about his publisher. But more importantly, he has an incredible scoop on Cindy Yang and his book Real News is coming out this week on Tuesday. So check that out at the end of the show. Before we get to corrections, we wanted to remind you all about our live show in Los Angeles at Largo this Thursday, April 18th. Uh, head to MullerSheWrote.com for a link to tickets. There might, there might be a few left, I think. Uh, if you're a patron, you know where our super secret meetup is after the show, so thank you for contributing. Uh, If you're not a patron, this is where I implore you to become one because uh, we released our daily patron updates on the main feed this week. One of them uh, for free. It's called Gordon Ramsay's Sex Dwarf Eaten by Badger (laughs) is the name of the episode. It's free for everyone. No ads. We wanted you to get a sample of what our daily updates are like so that you can see if it's, you know, worth the three bucks a month for you to get that daily ad free content. And, of course, anyone who signs up as a patron for Mueller, she wrote, will automatically become a patron of our forthcoming daily comedy news pod called The Daily Beans, which is in development now. Uh, We have They Might Be Giants doing the music, and we're working with Dallas McLaughlin from Aquabat Super Show and Yo Gabba Gabba, as well as Tamar Katan from the podcast They Tried to Bury Us, which is an amazing pod about immigration in America. So check out Gordon Ramsay's sex dwarf eaten by honey badger, <laughs> and sign up if if you're into it. <laughs> sign up at patreon.com/slash Mueller. She wrote uh, Jordan. Uh, she's she's left her day job. Uh, my day job might be leaving me. And so it would be tremendous if if you could help us out. (laughs) If not, (laughs) I I feel
5: the need to. Because people ask me, like, Julie, so when are you leaving? I left my job like a year ago (laughs) for those asking. Yeah. (laughs) I I couldn't take it. So, but yeah, we're all in that position.
4: We are all in the same boat. And uh, your contributions, even though small, are very mighty to us. Oh, yes. And if you can't, we totally get it. There are hard times out there. Some people have multiple jobs, kids, things they're juggling. It's a really kind of a tough place to be right now, the United States. So. Uh, There's something you can do for us, though, that could change our lives forever that's absolutely free. Just head to MullerSheWrote.com, click on the link to vote for us for the People's Voice Webby Award for Best News and Politics pod. Your uh, vote literally could change our lives. No pressure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No pressure. But this is the last week we're going to ask because uh, voting closes the 18th at midnight, right? Correct. The day of our live show. Yep, the day of our live show. I don't know what... It might be midnight east coast. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. yeah. They have not listed. We'll re- we'll read up on it. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we've only got a few days left and we're still, we're hanging on to first place. Um, I'd like to say by a thread, but we actually have a pretty good lead. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to jinx
5: it. Yeah. I don't want <laughs> to jinx it either. Slipping. Just we so are slipping. We have yeah. slipped
4: to sign- like eight points. We have we've we're like Hillary in 2016. Oh, we've no. Sli- <laughs> <We've> <laughs> well, sli- now <laughs> we've jinxed it. <them. laughs> <We've> Russia. <slipped, laughs> <laughs> we slipped. That's what's happening. The Russians are coming in and voting. Oh, so. no. Uh, Actually, they're probably not because I think it's Washington Post that's gaining on us. And I don't think the Russians would vote for them. Good point. Uh, I'd also like to personally thank Halo Top and Rosé for getting me through this week. Uh, I, I was in the hospital, but I'm back at it. I feel much better. And I can't thank you guys enough for all your emails and tweets of support. They truly healed me, seriously. And the shot of steroids they gave me probably helped a little too. But all the love was absolutely wonderful. You guys are awesome. So thank you for that. And now, in the interest of accountability, it is time for my new favorite segment, Corrections.
0: It's a mistake. It's hard for me to
1: say I'm sorry. Oh, I made a mistake.
4: All right, guys. Let's kick this off with a little piece of info about our fantasy indictment league music. We always joke uh, about uh, that the you know when is the NFL gonna send us a cease and desist letter because we used that music as uh, in the fantasy indictment league. But as it turns out, it's not the NFL's music. It belongs to Fox. Mm. Right? Oh, yeah, that's even weirder. Which makes it yeah, it, it's harder to understand for me why we haven't received a strongly worded notice. That <laughs> <laughs> I doubt anybody at Fox News is on Mueller. She wrote duty. Right. So. Yeah. So, so
3: the NFL. Bought it from Fox.
4: Nope. Fox owns it. It's Fox.
3: But the NFL plays don't. Oh, so they only play that just on Fox. Yep. Ah. It's the Fox's NFL theme. Interesting. Mm -hmm.
4: But since we probably put that movie clip over it, it's probably considered parody and we're probably protected. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Parody, fair use. Yep. Yep. Totally. One of those things. Nice. Uh, At least that's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) If I got a, I don't know, if it were the NFL, I'd be like, I fold. You're right, dude, I'll stop using it. But if it were Fox, I'd kind of be like.
5: Right. "Mm." If it does fall under satire and not parody,
4: we're less protected,
5: but they still have to find us. So, hey,
4: (laughs) (laughs) don't tell them. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was pointed out to me. Uh, This week that They Might Be Giants did not write the theme to The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. It was the Husker Du guy that that did that. But They Might Be Giants covered it for The Daily Show. Yeah, they made their version of it, right? Exactly. Uh, But They Might Be Giants are definitely writing music for The Daily Beans. That's right. Original. original. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I've already heard some of it, and it's fucking fantastic. Oh, hell yeah. All right. In the uh, Orange's Daily episode, (laughs) Jalisa said that Puerto Rico was a whole country of brown people. Uh, which was satire. Uh, yeah. But we got a great email reminding us that it's actually a whole unincorporated territory of brown people. Yes. And I Thank appreciate
5: you. the distinction. It's <laughs> not a country. There's no three Mexicos. You're totally right.
4: <laughs> and I think that was kind of a joke. But right. I think it was also sort of a joke where they're like, excuse me. It's an unincorporated yeah. territory. Which hey, is, I
5: love teaching moments, which
4: was also funny. Uh, and Shepard Ferry did reach a settlement with the Associated Press and Manny Garcia, the, the original photographer of the Obama Hope picture yes uh he also got probation and a fine mm. which brings me to all the edge lords. justice adding me about assange like me are you don't like civil disobedience blah, blah, blah. i'm like no i fucking love it but if you get arrested you got to do your time that's p- kind of the part of the coolness of it like <laughs> fuck off totally we
3: get rid of the jail it's no longer cool <laughs> exactly
4: <laughs> totally uh. and may, eight, may 8th is coming up the hooray hooray the 8th of may national outdoor intercourse day
3: what? That's what? our birthday. Yeah. Hell it's,
4: yeah, dude. It's, it's my husband's birthday, too.
5: What's in the water, yeah. man? <laughs> it's an interesting day.
4: <laughs> Which is also illegal, but that's what makes it exciting. Good point. Okay. So, you know, back off. And besides, if, if Assange gets convicted here, he'll serve like four months in a hotel type jail. Uh, situation with other lawyers and doctors and Cohens, right? With Epstein, probably. yeah, and Epstein yeah. and Cohen. Uh, it's not like fucking Sultanate's in over here. So chill out, Guy Fox. Um, yeah,
3: and a reminder: Julian Assange is not someone that's like committed to justice and getting like he he is a perv- he gets money off of
4: this, you know. He didn't release the RNC emails, just the DNC ones. Yeah, and
5: I'm glad you mentioned that uh, because people don't talk about that too often.
4: And again, you know, distributing stolen shit isn't illegal unless you help steal it. Right. But, But this particular case is about him. This particular indictment is about him conspiring to help steal the stuff. Well, he didn't actually steal it. Well, you don't have to actually have the crime committed to be part of the conspiracy. We all know that. And and you know second of all he smears shit on walls and he's and he was picked up he was actually technically arrested for skipping bail on rape charges okay yeah no so, sympathy fuck you god. anyway love you uh, <laughs> mean it um, but god man there's a lot of those
3: yeah well I get it because the concept of whistleblowing and working against a government that keeps things from you that's that's something that I think most people see the merit in to sure. one degree or another but when you do it. In a way that puts other people's lives in jeopardy. Number one and number two is like on a certain side. Mm-hmm. It's not like an all-around lens of justice. Then that becomes a different story than someone that's just trying to get the truth out to the people. And
4: again, it's not civil disobedience if it's legal. Uh, it's not cool if you're not breaking the law. So like, <laughs> I get it. I love hackers. I saw I saw the movie. I love I love movie hackers. Yeah. You're cool. Mess with the best. I like the rest. Word up. You get caught. You do your time. That's part of the thing. Right, Mel- Chelsea Manning was sentenced to 35 years yeah, for this, and and Obama commuted her sentence. Like, hey, go ahead. And I was like rad because you know she served seven years, yeah, that's um, a long but time. she did her time. She did the crime. She was civilly disobedient. It was kind of badass. Mm-hmm. And so, how, however you feel personally about what was released, isn't the issue.
3: Yeah, it is so fucked up though. I think that she got way more prison time than like Manafort does. I think that's really fucked yeah, up Yeah I mean
5: the woman Who uh, voted when she Didn't realize she couldn't Because she's a Ex-felon or something like that She was charged With five years right Or convicted Yeah yeah, yeah. I We're mean, gonna like, talk about bullshit. Uneven
4: sentences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. too When we get to uh, The fantasy indictment Like oh, this week Perfect uh, Or somewhere later In the show Don't worry about it It'll happen Uh, And let's see. Oh, we had a concerned listener write in after I used the phrase Hail Hydra in a daily update because of the connection to the Holocaust. Right. And first I wanted to apologize. I didn't mean to jolt anybody. Uh, And and then I wanted to explain my intention here because we've had this discussion before. A lot of what you say has a lot to do with the intent. Right. Uh, I was quoting the Marvel universe, the Marvel comic universe, the one that turned into a meme, Hail Hydra. And they kind of made it, uh, it sort of turned into this funny Internet you know everybody for everything that trump was doing would say hail hydra right uh and we, we were talking about multi-headed monsters and stuff like that so that's where the intent was uh, but uh acknowledged and i'm sorry if i caused you any discomfort and thank you mm-hmm. then let's see nope that's it those are these th- that's it <laughs> all right that's <laughs> those all I was great though yeah those were good ones we get the again best. nothing about the news No, the corrections
5: are usually just for fun. Yeah. (laughs)
4: All right, guys. Those are uh, this week's corrections. If you have any, send them to hello at MullerSheWrote.com. We have a ton of news to get to, so there might be a ton of corrections. Uh, Again, we are comedians, so (laughs) we appreciate um, the corrections, and we're happy to dole them out when we make mistakes, because accountability is big. Absolutely. All right, guys. Let's jump in with just the facts. Okay, so the smartest man ever who doesn't want you to see his grades and the most exonerated guy ever who doesn't want you to see the Mueller report is also the richest man ever who doesn't want you to see his tax returns. Uh, This week, the lesser man's John Oliver, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, (laughs) vows that Trump's dank returns will never see the light of day. Um, For years now, Trump has promised to release his taxes, but has said he can't because he is under audit, despite the IRS commissioner and party animal, Charles Reddig. Uh, telling House Appropriations Subcommittee Tuesday that there's no rule prohibiting Trump from releasing his tax returns when he's under audit, if he's even under audit. And taking it a step further, Mick, the deficit doesn't matter, Mulvaney, uh, this week, said that last Sunday, the Dems and the American people will never see Trump's taxes, and that he could have, he everyone knows he could have released them before the election, but he didn't, and he won the election anyways. So, did he, though?
2: <laughs>
4: Good question. Yeah that's what we've been answering trying to at least for the last two years mm-hmm. <laughs> you said that sentence yes that was very Yoda of me <laughs> yeah. that's what we've been answering trying to I, I have that. those moments <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking
3: of watch that new trailer it's fucking insane. I have the laugh at the end oh my god I oh. cried
4: Yes, I haven't seen it the but laugh. now I will I cried it's one of the trailers I've ever seen. Yeah. Game of Thrones is t- t- tomorrow. Oh, I ha- I've
5: never watched, so I got to start from the beginning. Oh, you just binge it between now and then.
3: Okay, no, you g- totally
4: can't. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I was like, I'll do it.
4: <laughs> oh, you're like, oh
3: right. So it's only like four episodes. Okay, that'd be can't. way too much emotion for any one human to. I'll come back. Just drained. A 24-hour <laughs> period. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Somebody like, tweeted, God. if you don't have HBO or can't afford HBO, go. You can always just watch 10 seconds of porn intermittently throughout Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 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 It'll be the same. That's a good point. I can't remember That's who tweeted funny. that. Big ups to you. Uh, All right. This month, guys, chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, Neal, demanded six years of Trump's personal and business taxes and had set the deadline for April 10th. And that night, Steve Mnuchin stepped in and said the IRS would not comply with the request. And just yesterday, the committee's chair... Neil, wrote another letter saying Mnuchin's concerns lack merit, and he's stupid, and have now given the IRS until April 23rd, setting the stage for further escalation in the matter. If you're wondering, like, why he didn't just come right out and subpoena the tax returns after Mnuchin said no— Uh, There are reports that he's laying the paper trail groundwork for a court battle in anticipation that the president will ignore the subpoena and they want to have their ducks in a row. So this is all part of that super slow grind of government processes and justice that we've all been talking about. So smart. Yeah, they're playing the long game. The long con Mm -hmm. without the con. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Republicans have argued that Democrats risk weaponizing the IRS for political purposes, calling the request a gross abuse of power, which is hilarious coming from anyone who supports the Trump administration. Dems are not backing down, though, as they try other avenues for getting uh, the taxes or financial information. For example, the New York state legislature, the state legislature, is considering a bill that would allow state returns to be furnished when requested. And Elijah Cummings of the Oversight Committee said late Friday he will be issuing a subpoena Monday morning for Mazar's accounting firm to turn over Trump's financial records, mm-hmm. 10 years worth. That's the friendly subpoena, right? That's right. You up? <laughs> yeah, you up? Yeah, mm-hmm. subpoena, you up? Subpoena in jail, you said, yeah. <laughs> New taxes, who dis? Um, yeah, so that was the one where the Mazar's was like, hey, we want to comply, but we we would feel safer uh, and better about ourselves if you subpoenaed us. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Cool, we'll do it." And he announced Friday night. He's like, "I'm gonna do it. You got a problem? Come at me, bro." That's nice. he literally said. Not he said, "If you have an issue, come talk to me this weekend." <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I was about to give him mad props, <laughs> but he did. He did come at me, bro. The yeah, still, the props, still props. I'm trying to get
5: that youth vote. <laughs>
3: That's right. Yeah, the Bernie vote.
4: Yeah, Bernie started a
5: podcast. You guys see that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. hear the burn. <laughs>
4: Okay, that's so lame. the bird. But
5: he is that guy. He's, He's the granddad so with the he jokes. Is. Yeah. granddad
4: jokes. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that's adorable, that's though. Oh, hey, I just listened oh, to his podcast. Everybody. Oh, just me. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of... This. He better get a good sound guy, because it's going to be a lot of popping. And, <laughs> and it's like... For the, <laughs> Definitely, he's gonna peak that. Yeah, it's hosted by a lot.
5: female, and she has him on as a guest. That's interesting. Bernie comes on as a guest of his own podcast. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's hosted by like, like his pod- press secretary.
4: Is that like a podcast in the third person, sort of? Sort yeah. of. Yeah, it's a whole new game <laughs> like <a referential>. changer. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about starting a little one for Buddha uh, Judge, just because I think he's gonna announce this Sunday and maybe do like twenty minutes. I, I bought some URLs. I got all the stuff ready. I'm just gonna come out and be like, "Hey, this is Buddha Judge podcast. We're gonna talk about everything." Buddha Judge did this week and everything he said this week, and what his plat, like pick a platform. that's,
5: that's kind of your specialty. That's thing. really good. Yeah. Every
4: week, be like, here's how it feels about this, and talk about that for a few minutes. And it's kind of a placeholder because Buddha Judge, he's the millennial guy and he doesn't have a podcast yet, but he also hasn't announced presidency. True, but you run. can get a
5: head start.
4: But as soon as he wants it, as soon as you want it, Judge. Yeah. I
5: think I think you're yeah. good at that. Like uh, doing podcasts in the long form about like individuals. Like so we're doing the subject, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah.
4: And I'm going to keep it clean. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to put any weird. Oh, nice. What do they call it?
5: Curative journalism? Yeah. Curative journalism. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Nice. Mm. Nice pull. Thank you. That's, uh, Word.
3: that's funny <laughs> that you need a podcast now to run for president.
5: I mean,
4: you don't need
3: it
5: but it certainly helps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hillary could have used one just to clear it up.
4: If you're trying to get millennials, I think that's a Mm -hmm. big that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah we're going to do that And it's going to be on Sundays And it might come out on Monday I don't know yet I'm just going to talk And keep it clean And nice and presentable And pre- presidential like As much I as I can be And then uh, like I said Pete, Chasten When you're ready for it It's yeah. yours. it's my gift to you Very nice uh, For eight million dollars No I'm kidding
5: um, <laughs> We're all creating Like little side projects I love how it's branching out
4: Yeah no totally Completely free This is just a public service That I want to provide uh, That's amazing For the boots uh, let's see here. Uh, where was I? New York State Legislature considering a bill that will allow state returns furnished when requested. And then, of course, Cummings, as I said, said he will be su- issuing the subpoena for Mazars. Or Mazars, uh, and of course, Nicholas Cage has vowed to fight the Knights Templar to get Trump's taxes from the coded map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. So, <laughs> we're looking forward to that fight as well.
5: National treasoners.
4: <laughs> That's so bad. National Oranges. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll work on we it. We'll figure it out. That's Irrational a... treasure. Oh. Hey. We're getting That's there. Nice. We're getting there. Thanks, babies. <laughs> uh but the request Cummings made to Mazar's Mazers is amazing, this request. It says, quote With respect to Donald J. Trump, the Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, the Trump Organization, Inc., the Trump Organization, LLC, the Trump Corporation, DJT Holdings, LLC, the Trump Old Post Office, LLC, the Trump Foundation, and any parent, subsidiary, affiliate, joint venture, predecessor, or successor of the foregoing, we would like all statements of financial condition, annual statements, periodic financial reports, and independent auditors' reports prepared, compiled, reviewed, or audited by Mazars USA or its predecessor, Wiser Mazars LLP. Also, we would like all communications between Donald Bender, who's a guy at the firm, Mazers, mm-hmm. uh, and Trump people and Trump associates and all that whole list. And then all communications related to potential concerns that records, documents, explanations or other information, including significant judgments provided by Donald J. Trump or other individuals from the Trump organizations m- listed before were incomplete or inaccurate or otherwise unsatisfactory
5: (laughs) damn
4: so hold on to your 1040s kids because for me for me the goal here is to get all this information out before the 2020 election that's the goal and that's a political goal and that's my goal the 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 goal here for the house ways and means is committee means committee is means (laughs) is precious is their goal is to look at the uh, Trump's tax returns, find out how the IRS is evaluating and auditing presidential and vice presidential tax returns to see if that program is effective, and see if we have to come up with new legislation to provide oversight for the audit uh, of the IRS's administrative actions on presidential mm-hmm. and vice presidential tax yeah, returns. Yeah, good point. Me, I just want to see the fucking numbers uh, and I want it before the election. <laughs> yeah,
5: but also for the next Trump that tries to run for president, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah.
4: And everyone who's like, oh, you're setting a bad precedent. It's like, uh, for what? Every we have single, a bad president. Every single. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You set a bad president, not me. Um, every single Democrat's turned over their tax returns um, that's been that's run for president except for Bernie Sanders who I hear is doing it this week mm-hmm. great um, so yeah, yeah he's announcing about... on Hear the Burn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's heard gonna it, read the numbers for an hour I, I think he was worried the I don't know if he was actually <laughs> worried that his, that his his followers would find out he was a millionaire because of his book sales mm-hmm. I don't who gives a I,
3: yeah, right. It's the dumbest right? thing. Like, it's what, so stupid. It's how like, is being
4: a millionaire? And there's a difference between being a millionaire, of like being worth a million dollars, and then being worth like $900 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I think it's that like he came off sounding kind of tone deaf, I guess, because he was like, well, millionaires if you a- and
4: billionaires, millionaires and billionaires. Millionaires well, and, and he also
3: said, if you write your own book, you can be a millionaire too. He said that, and so people were like launching onto that of like how egregious of an offense that was to say something like that. He
5: actually had a good point. It comes off from a white old guy as pretentious, but I think it's beautiful that he believes that people could invest in their own. Art and narrative and make yeah. money. I think yeah. yeah.
3: but like, I think he's kind of saying like I did one thing and that one thing went well and it then it got me all that money. It's not like I sit here trading money all yeah, pretty day much work looking, hard and like, at
4: seventy eight million years old or whatever, however old he is. You two can maybe reach a million dollars in your life, a massive million dollars in <laughs> yeah. your life. Like well, yeah. And everyone's like, who oh, he owns three houses and he's a, he has a million dollars and I'm like. There are so many people, including myself, that own a few houses. Yeah, and if they earned
5: it and worked hard for it, that's the dream. I would like that. Yeah.
4: yeah you know, and, and that is what helps me put this podcast together and give y'all jobs and give everybody health care and all that other mm-hmm. shit
3: so yeah well they have this idea that like socialism or whatever means that because of their own distorted idea of what that means you know they think it's like you give away literally all of your assets <laughs> and stuff and, and it's like a it's a misconception about especially how ideals of socialism function within a democracy like a capitalist democracy totally have.
5: it's like the air mask on the airplane right you got to take care of yourself before you can help out anyone else and Bernie being a millionaire in America is not like what it used to be. It's still kind of. No,
4: I know it sounds did, crazy, but it's ahead. not.
5: It's not that great anymore. It's
4: awesome, but no, it's, it's not what a million it used to isn't be. what it used to be. Right? That's called inflation, <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, but I, you know, I got uh, qu- attacked a little bit by some Bernie supporters. But like, oh, you don't know what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, actually, I do. I do technically. Live paycheck to paycheck. I just pay a bunch. I just spend a lot, mm-hmm. but you still. I make a lot, but I spend a lot. Right, you right. Know? And and it's too for you know for this and to get like i said give you guys jobs and healthcare. i, yeah. I write paychecks i pay you're, mortgages you're maintaining
5: like, more so you spend more but it's still paid it's still month to month right know, yeah, and i yeah, never yeah.
4: started to be able to save money until i was 44 years old
5: which so. is amazing obama didn't pay off his student loans i heard until he was president is that a fact <laughs> <a kidney>. <laughs>
4: yeah don't know. corrections hello yeah, I'm there you go. if it's not but, but i believe that I but do. i've got a shitload of student debt too mm-hmm. so i'm like you know step down i'm not an elite
5: you're not
4: the 1%. <laughs> I'm not bougie. I am, bu- well, never mind. Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> anyway, uh I just I don't understand why Trump supporters don't want to see his taxes or they aren't demanding his taxes to um, especially when it comes to stuff like Julian Assange and WikiLeaks when they're like full transparency full transparency but they don't want the full Mueller report they don't want the full taxes. yeah double standards typically
3: those people wouldn't be pro Assange though because Assange is for a while like you know a hero to the left but he's a anti- lot of people Hillary on the left. and
4: that's all they care about yeah a true Assange fan if you're a real Assange fan <laughs> what were his first OG. two songs name yeah. two songs besides hey what's his cat's name <laughs> <laughs> Name two songs besides Chelsea Manning. <laughs> <laughs> Name two crimes besides Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. That's um, so funny. But the the thing is, is, is like if you're a real, if you're really into that kind of transparency thing, then you will want to see Trump's taxes. You will want to see yes. the full Mueller report. Um, and I'm looking for that Venn diagram. I'm looking for where the twain shall meet. And I haven't seen it yet. Those it, people exist. either Trump supporters who want, want to suck Julian Assange's butthole <laughs> or, you know, than the true people who really fucking believe in transparency, who just kind of aren't saying anything yeah, right now because yeah. they're
5: cooler people. Right, the people in the middle <laughs> are definitely the minority. It's kind of the problem with yeah. America right now. It
3: yeah. is. There are a lot of people that don't know how to feel about it, mm-hmm. for sure.
4: Yeah, and it, it put me for, in that for good reason. Put me in that group too, because yeah, again, totally. I love civil disobedience, but I think that if you, you should be arrested for it, because again, if it's not illegal, it's no fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If
3: our government wasn't so fucked up, though, over time we wouldn't be in this position. So it's true. Thanks,
4: America. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> (laughs) Thanks, Obamaca. (laughs) Obamaca. (laughs) Um, uh, Also this week, there was some bizarre shit going down with the southern border. Uh, For a while now, I've believed personally that Trump is trying to orchestrate a crisis at the border to scare people, scare his electorate, uh, using xenophobia and and fear, uh, into believing that there's an emergency at the border. Uh, There is a humanitarian crisis in in South America, and uh, particularly the three three Mexicos. Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) triangle there. Um, But this week all those beans kind of came true first we know that trump is moving to stop aid to the three mexico's which like i said sorry the elitist educated among us know it as knows them as el salvador guatemala and honduras (laughs) um but i think this is simply to drive more asylum seekers north i don't know if he if if this is an intended or an unintended consequence i think it's intentional um but that's going to create more migrants wanting to come here he's willing to kill thousands to prove a point by cutting aid to these countries and send more migrants for him to turn away uh, detain or separate it's like he's uh, beto o'rourke said he's the arsonist who wants to get credit for putting out the fire and guys this isn't a new idea okay trump doesn't have new ideas he borrows from authoritarian regimes of the past (laughs) and he move. and and this particular move reminds me of a quote from thomas More's utopia right quote for if you suffer your people to be ill-educated and their manners to be corrupted from their infancy then punish them for those crimes to which their first education disposes them. What else can be concluded from this but that you first make thieves and then punish them? Mm. And, like, that's kind of what I'm feeling here when he's withdrawing this aid and, and and trying to, you know, get the migrant flow up so he can just block them at the border or, you know, to even in our own country, defunding education. Yeah. Um,
5: it's straight out of a dictator's right. handbook. Yeah, or, or
4: what's been happening to people of color for Pretty much since America's been here,
5: but the, I think they said hate crimes on CNN has gone up. Um, not on CNN, but CNN said that hate crimes in America has gone up like over a hundred percent. Like it's like one hundred and eighty or something. Yeah, since and Trump in has counties
4: been. and in counties where Trump has held held rallies, o- yeah. up over three hundred and forty percent. So, but that I mean, what I'm talking about here is you you create this uneducated. Uh, class system so that people born into that who are forced to steal uh, and and break the law are then and then you punish them and make money off of them by putting them in jail. Right it's, it's like whole... a cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah totally terrible uh, but Trump had a new low uh, this week as we learned that the Trump administration actually reached out to ICE and the Department of Homeland Security twice in the last six months with an idea to bus detained asylum seekers to sanctuary cities as political punishment for not getting his wall and additional Cages pretty much he did this in November as the car- as a caravan approached and then again in February when he was trying to build more cages to detain more families and uh, only one of two things can be true here and we talked about this in one of the daily episodes either Trump actually believes that asylum seekers are all gang members murderers rapists MS-13 uh, angry f- crazy murderers and and he wants to actually unleash those violent criminals on Democrat citizens in Democrat cities Or he knows that his rhetoric is bullshit, which is probably – this is probably the more likely scenario. (laughs) He knows his rhetoric is bullshit and that the migrants are harmless, amazing, diverse families. So he wasn't risking anyone's lives, but rather he's just trying to make a point by trying to drain resources from the Democrats. But in either case, I I think we can agree that this goes against his catch-and-release thing that he (laughs) hates because that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. He's always warning everybody about catch-and-release. It's terrible. It doesn't work. But let's bust Mike. Let's catch him and release him. And then, not to mention, it's a pretty blatant abuse of power for someone who says that Dems requesting his tax returns is an abuse of power. <laughs> and, and if that didn't, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, if that didn't go far enough, the White House responded to this reporting saying, eh, "No, no, no. He, he said it. He didn't mean it. He was joking. Really, it wasn't serious. Uh, he, we don't want any of that. It, it wouldn't. It's not even legal. We we turned it down."
5: That is so insulting that he can say that, and then they can just. Say it's not the case and it's all good. It got shot
4: down. Uh, But Friday, yeah, that is insane. But then Friday, Trump tweeted no, no, no. I considered it. it I'm still considering it. I still want to bus migrants to sanctuary cities if they're all open arms. And the Democrats responded by saying, awesome, we love immigrants. I know. That's what I don't get about this. We're he, a nation of immigrants. They make our cities stronger. We love diversity. Send them. We so need he, them.
5: He must know that they're fine with this. So there's, I'm trying to figure out what his real angle is here, like.
4: Honestly, I think he just wants to create
5: chaos. and Yeah,
4: or he wants certain people in certain cities to be like, oh, shit, there are immigrants everywhere. We do need the wall.
5: Oh, okay. Scare the people that still believe him. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or
4: that don't believe him and wants to change their minds. Okay. Maybe he can increase his base.
5: That makes a lot more sense. It's very Trumpian.
4: Yeah.
3: When I was talking to my boyfriend about this, he was like... Okay, cool. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> like, yeah. bring, bring them to people that actually will work to get them the resources. But I know obviously that they're, it's not that simple. Oh, but.
4: and also, we'd like to request additional federal funding right yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah because he for won't he, and,
3: but he won't though of so not.
4: that's he that's wanted where to defund sanctuary not cities. Not okay he wanted yeah. to stop sending federal funding to sanctuary cities to punish them for even being sanctuary cities so. yeah the fact
5: that they're called sanctuary cities like why is that a negative thing that's yeah. in itself by definition beautiful like, yeah
4: bleeding heart liberal right. sanctuaries yeah and that's a negative It's supposed to be a negative. It's not like yeah. rape
5: is central. It's sanctuary. <laughs>
4: like, <laughs> sanctuary is where you go to be safe.
3: Yeah. They would certainly get treated better if they were processed through a sanctuary city.
4: For
5: sure.
3: I would imagine so. Depending yeah. on the numbers. Yeah. Any, any too large amount of a number of things will like break a system. I
5: like, know it'll like, still overwhelm those that do have these programs to exa- help them. Yeah, but exactly. you're right about it being overall better for yeah. them. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And of course, these are beans, but it can't be a coincidence that pretty much every political appointee at ICE, Customs and Border Patrol, and Department of Homeland Security have either been fired or resigned lately. Wow. Like this recently. Mm-hmm. We
5: need a chart for that, like one of those, just to like, visualize it, because it's crazy how many people have left under this administration. Yeah.
4: They have no one to head up anything at DHS right now. They're and that's how acting. they want it. Yeah.
5: That's how Trump wants it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he prefers acting. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he thinks it's like acting like as an actor. Right. He's like, "Yeah, I know
5: Hollywood. I know acting. I like acting." Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. He came right out of Central Casting. He says that all the time. He does, Maybe that's yeah. what he thinking of acting. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most Home alone in the White House.
5: <laughs> oh god. No one's there. To,
4: that'd be fun to booby trap the White House. Yeah. <laughs>
5: oh, that's it's hilarious. I love that. Yeah.
4: So, but the most amazing piece of this story, and it, it's been reported uh, that during his recent border visit, Trump told the acting director of ICE to go ahead and break the law, refuse entry to asylum seekers. Just turn them away, send them back to Mexico. That's against the law, and the ICE guy he said that to a room full of people. And then when Trump left, the ICE guy said, to "Everybody, don't do that. <laughs> that. That's against the law. Don't do it. Don't do it." Um, and then apparently after that, he Trump ran into him again outside the door, you know, and Trump said, "Hey, do it, you know." Break the law. No, he didn't say the words break the law, but he's like, stop you know, turn him away, send him back to Mexico. If you go to jail, I'll pardon you. Uh, and to that, I say that Elijah Cummings immediately needs to subpoena everyone in that room, put them under oath, ask them what happened, because if this reporting is true, Trump should be charged with dangling a pardon as a bribe for illegal acts. That is... Right, that's illegal, right? Got to be.
5: And that's, if it's not... Then... It's
4: impeachable. <laughs> yeah. But again, so many crazy stories out every day that phew, it just... Flies right by and nobody Yeah, notices. I'm hoping it'll be like Watergate and just come right back to bite him in the
5: ass. Like, he feels safe now. Like, I'm exonerated. But then I'm hoping that it'll just, you know, come back tenfold.
4: it would be nice. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, <clears throat> we need everybody to stay engaged, though. Everyone, I don't, you know, I know that everyone's tired of it, tired mm-hmm. of hearing about it, but we have to stay engaged. We yes. have to. This is going to be the hardest gear up for this election yeah length, even if he wins though this is gonna be the hardest length of focus we've had to apply in mm-hmm. our lives probably mm-hmm. uh and it's important that we do it definitely he will not get reelected. he might i don't no. want to jinx nope. it but nope, nope. all right nope. we won't entertain him for now he yeah. might if we try to impeach him and then fail to remove him
5: what if russia hacks us again and no one's protecting us we
4: have to vote in numbers too big to manipulate hmm. and we have to stay positive
5: i am positive yes Excellent. i agree
4: i agree and now we are moving into week four of Attorney General Bill Barr doing what we all feared he might do and shove the Mueller report in a drawer, effectively hiding it from the American public and Congress. And despite Republican Senator Kennedy's assertion this week that if the Mueller report were released, people would be killed. People will be killed. Um, (laughs) And they say women are too emotional for public office.
5: (laughs) Right. Mm. And if he means like someone that, you know, actually could be killed through some kind of intelligence situation, like you would think that that means let's see what's, you know in the report summaries at least it sounds even more concerning if that's the case like there's more on the line if that's true
4: yeah true mm-hmm. um, but it might not
5: be true who,
4: well if he was talking about sources and methods like valerie plane for mm-hmm. example a situation like that then yet yeah, that means that there's serious information in the report and you Jalisa, reported that earlier in the week i don't know what the fuck he was thinking and i can't ever pretend to know what Kennedy's thinking because mm-hmm. he's just such an idiot but what we do know is 86 percent of Americans want to see the full report. And while I personally do not want the full unredacted report, underlying materials and grand jury findings released to the public because it could jeopardize the 20 or so open and ongoing investigations birthed by the Mueller investigation. <laughs> they're like Mueller's kids. Yeah, uh, I would I would, would like the public to get the summaries that the Mueller team wrote just for us. And I think Congress should get the full unredacted report underlying materials and grand jury materials because that's what you do because that's what the report if if it if it wasn't for them. Who the fuck was it for?
5: Exactly.
3: Who the fuck are you going to give it to? Yeah. And then the idea that people at the White House that shouldn't even have security clearances are getting to read it all probably. Yeah. Well, mm. that makes my butt hurt. That's I like the beans. That's huge beans. Yeah. That total, might not be the case. But total beans. But, but I'm pretty sure it. I'm pretty
4: sure Matthew Whitaker read the read the top that's why over. he was
5: sweating so much
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sweating bullets. Uh, of course this week Barr testified in an open budgetary hearing and, and decided it would be a good idea to say the FBI was spying on the Trump campaign or he thought they were spying even though he could provide no evidence of that nor has anyone in the last two years that they've been accusing the FBI of spying on the Trump campaign uh, and that prompted career professionals like Comey and Brennan to say the FBI doesn't spy asshole they investigate <laughs> they surveil uh... which just proves to me that barr is all in for protecting trump uh, and advancing his bullshit narrative. That that performance was for a one-person audience, and it was Donald Trump. Is it
5: the CIA that does the spying? Because someone does spy, right? Or is that NSA? Yeah, but we don't
4: really call it spying, and it, it's something that we do to other to our adversaries.
5: Okay, yeah, just like Christopher Steele, right? Because I was like, spies do exist in some uh, government capacities, yes, but yes, I don't know yes. what our But we don't spy
4: on our own citizens. Right. Got
5: it. Yeah, that makes sense. They'd be yeah. surveilled yeah, yeah. <clears or <clears <throat> investigated mm-hmm. through a process. Right, or a FISA warrant. Or,
4: yeah, we serve warrants. We s- investigate. We... You know, especially when they meet with the Russians a hundred times and lie about it. <laughs> we look into that.
5: Makes sense, yeah.
4: We don't spy on, on it. And, and that was a really, really bad way to put it. But mm-hmm.
5: What about the Patriot Act? That, that doesn't count, right? Cause he's,
4: that's, that's spying on America. Okay, right? okay. So that's the exception. <laughs>
5: no, you're right about everything else not intending to, but that particular act does make it legal, I guess.
4: Well, and honestly, I wouldn't even c- classify that as that. I mean, the Patriot Act allows uh, for... Them to look at communications between Americans and other people. It's they they aren't gathering all of our emails and phone calls and all that shit. Like some people think that that's what the Patriot Act does. Got that's it, not it. what they're doing. Um, they're trying to find communications between maybe American contacts and terrorists or other foreigners or bad actors, uh, and they don't amass everyone's emails somewhere and then go and they that they have on file where they can just go grab them if they need them got that's, it okay that's definitely not how it works you have to go through the fisa warrant process to the fisc to get that kind of information if you want the pen register or the phone calls or you know anything a wiretap or anything like that you have to go through these massive procedures that we've uh, jordan's outlined for us on the show before. yes yes eloquently <clears throat> Yeah, I still don't like the Patriot Act, though. Yeah, yeah, questionable. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's, but you have to, like, toe a line between national security and liberty, and it's yeah. like... And I, for one, I'm like... My social security number is everywhere. My DNA—you can have it on file. You can chip me. You can get my fingerprints on file. I am not—I don't—I've no fear. You have nothing to hide but your name, <laughs> exactly. Except who I am and where. But I But that's work. it. Um, but like for like for serious, I was in the military. My I, my blood type and everything. I'm so well documented. And I have so many tattoos that it would be really stupid of me to commit a crime. Right. Because they'll <laughs> catch you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They totally will. But And then there's the weird Alexa thing that records everything that you do. That's weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we could sit here and talk about privacy versus liberty all day. But, you know, Trump's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I do not trust Barr one bit to thoughtfully redact the report uh, he intends to release next week. Uh, and Thursday, House Dems wrote another letter, again, probably laying the paper trail for the legal battle to come, like the other guys were doing with the tax returns, right. demanding the full unredacted report and evidence for Congress, as well as condemning the attorney general for his characterization of the FBI's investigation into the Trump-Russia uh, probe, calling it spying, which is so irresponsible. I mean, that that single phrase right there it just ripped my belief in an independent judicial or justice yeah. is not judiciary, justice department of justice.
5: Right. I think Inspector Gadget. Like it does them no justice. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> you guys remember that I do remember
3: I Inspector remember that Gadget. Movie. I don't remember the quote.
5: Oh, um, no I don't remember the quote from the movie either, but just the idea of like them spying on us. Like it doesn't oh, sound oh. good. Sorry. <laughs> it just made me think of Inspector yes. Gadget. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
4: Well we uh, we also had Don McGann speak out this week. Mm. Uh, as we learned that Mueller is packing up his office. And just saying, uh, McGahn basically said, I spent the last couple of years getting yelled at, and you may soon read about some of the more spirited debates I had with the president. And as we know, Don McGahn is central to the obstruction question, as he witnessed most of it, as did Priebus and Bannon, all part of obstruction junction, uh, <laughs> and all who still retain the same lawyer. And as you know, we've long said that if you have the same lawyer, you have to sing off the same sheet of music, because otherwise there would be an ethical violation. Mm-hmm. So. That's still happening. And then uh, some other things McGahn said this week was that Trump runs the White House with a hub and spoke model, often assigning the same task to multiple people, and that Trump trusts no one, really, which harkens back to the paranoid and criminal Nixon administration that John Dean referred to as a cancer on the presidency. He also said that, you remember, he kept like a list of enemies, which Mm -hmm. Trump has too, and he'd he'd go after his enemies with tax returns, just kind of like how Trump goes after Bezos with With the the post office shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or wants to release migrants into <laughs> into it's the crazy. sanctuary cities. yeah. Uh, he McGahn also said one of Trump's main goals was to stack the courts with judges that will spend thirty to forty years unwinding the power of executive agencies, centralizing the power to the president. But the weird thing this week um, is another witness to obstruction uh, by the President, Rod Rosenstein, defending the actions of Bill Barr and Maine Justice, which just blows my mind. Um, I hope one day we figure out what's going on in his head, because I can't imagine he'd be a whipping boy for two years just to roll over now. Uh, unless he's just trying to protect the appearance of the independence uh, of the Justice Department, which, as I said, is all dried up when Barr said we were spying on Trump. And then uh, let's see uh, more this week. Devin moonez. He got all <laughs> kinds of cowpucky this week. And Jordan, uh, you're going to cover Nunez in your hot note. Oh, yeah. But most interesting to me this week is everything we learned about Mueller's spawn. The 20 or so investigations now open and ongoing into Trump, his campaign, Russia, the Middle East, his inaugural, the associates and his businesses, just to name a few. We learned this week that the Flynn case has been handed off to the U.S. attorney's office in D.C. We also found out that the Southern District of New York has been questioning Hope Hicks and Trump bodyguard Keith Schiller about the hush money payments. And we found out recently that the Roger Stone case which reeks of conspiracy, was handed off to the, the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. as well. And if that's not enough, we found out that from a stone filing this week, one of the stone filings, there were many, <laughs> that one of Mueller's team, Zelensky, who joined Mueller's team from Maryland, came from Maryland to be on Mueller's team, has now been reassigned to the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. as the special assistant to the U.S. Attorney, Jesse Liu, who, if you'll remember, was going to move up to number three at Maine Justice, but then Trump said no. Mm-hmm. So he's moved there. And you might want to keep your eyes on where the rest of Mueller's team ends up uh, after the seeds blow into the wind. <laughs> My money is uh, SDNY, Southern District of New York, Eastern District of Virginia, or mm-hmm. D.C. I think a lot of them will end up in those places. And, and of course, we know Van Graak uh, ended up heading up a, a Farah unit at Maine Justice. So put some beans on that. We also, And that maybe that's what Rosenstein's doing. He's just trying to orchestrate all these cool things before but and he's not in charge anymore bars in charge so I yeah don't yeah I would
5: going. hope that he'd be trying but like Jordan was saying in the <laughs> daily episodes he might just want out to I would
3: yeah. I'd be like I can get me over this mm-hmm. I'm over th- I'm sick of being torn between what is right and what I've been doing <laughs> yeah <what> I've seen <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh by the way that quote from <laughs> earlier is go go gadget <laughs> ah, yes.
4: yeah go go gadget arms go yeah. go gadget yeah, yeah. sorry yep <laughs> uh, anyway let's see Uh Put some beans on that. Mueller's team going to the wind. Oh, we also got the Jim Baker transcripts this week. Jim Baker is one of the OG Comey Five, right? That's the name we gave to the five FBI officials Comey shared his contemporaneous notes with when he had all those weird meetings and loyalty asks from Trump. Um, And he did that at their peril because they've all retired, been fired, or quit. We added uh, Bente as an honorary sixth member of the Comey Five. But uh, Jim Baker's testimony is really amazing. I encourage you to read it. In it, Baker says that pretty much every top official was distressed that Trump obstructed justice when he fired Comey. Quote, the leadership of the FBI, so the acting director, the heads of national security apparatus, the national security folks within the FBI, the people that were aware of the underlying investigation and who had been focused on it, along with a bunch of Justice Department officials, unquote. So just those folks (laughs) were worried about obstruction. Baker also said that um, Rosenstein wasn't joking. When he talked to McCabe about wearing a wire, as McCabe's memos have stated, and this might be why these transcripts of Jim Baker's testimony to the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees were released this week by a Republican, Doug Collins, probably thinking he'd bolster the claims that the FBI was spying on Trump by releasing Baker's testimony that Rosenstein wanted to wear a wire, Um, you know, that whole deep state theory. Baker also explained how upset Rosenstein was when Trump used his memo to fire Comey. Something McCabe also talks about in his book. If you're a patron and listening to those book club episodes, um, which is really freaking me out that Rosenstein supports Barr uh, and Barr's thing that he did with his letter and the Mueller report. And yeah, it don't sit right with me. Uh, and again, we ask, I, I ask why Rosenstein didn't recuse himself. Why he, why he wasn't a witness in the obstruction of justice case because that memo, his memo was used as as the you know, the justification for firing Comey. Yeah.
5: He's like, two strikes in now. <laughs> he got one more Rosenstein.
4: <laughs> and you don't make the
5: next Sexy justice I, calendar. <laughs> yeah,
3: I feel like it's... Sorry. I was like, yes. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, he'll um, never be in there. <laughs> I I feel like him recusing himself, though, would almost be like
5: taking a stance on the matter,
3: preemptively, sort of. Which so I... Like, d- would to even recuse would, yeah. would
5: be a decision in itself. You're totally right. I just wish he would take a stand, but I know why he's not. You yeah, but that means it. he was
4: never interviewed about it because mm-hmm. had he been interviewed, he would have had to recuse himself. Unless he was interviewed about it after... Uh, Barr came in or Whitaker came in or something mm. but I don't know I really don't know but the craziest part uh, of this was that Baker said there were actually two cabinet members that endorsed the notion of invoking the 25th amendment to remove Trump as president
3: mm-hmm.
4: really only two <laughs> all right and finally this week in all Mueller's children we have the Sam Patton case which was also fully handed off to D.C. And likely contains a bunch of stuff about funneling foreign money into Trump's inaugural because that's what Sam Patton did. He used a straw donor to take a $50,000 payment from a pro-Russian Ukrainian oligarch named Lavochkin to buy tickets to Trump's inaugural. Interestingly, Lavochkin, along with Art Menko, are the dudes that Manafort gave uh, the Tony Fabrizio Trump polling data to via Konstantin Kalimnik. Um, During private briefings designed to pay back Oleg Deripaska for the $19 million him and Rick Gates stole from him (laughs) in a telecom deal. Uh, As it turns out, Amy Berman, Judge Jackson, if you're nasty, let Sam Patton off with probation only, a $5,000 fine and 500 hours of community service, despite his fucked up crimes. Because apparently he offered substantial assistance to prosecutors in several ongoing and undisclosed investigations. Likely all the probes into the Trump inaugural and perhaps more that we don't even know about. I don't know. And the details on how Patton helped the government were filed in a sealed addendum. So, yeah, the Mueller investigation is totally over, you guys. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Everybody pay your tabs. Get out. You don't have to go home. She can't stay here. And that's where we are now. We're at the Mueller after party waiting for all the other shoes to drop. (laughs) We're going to be here a while. So Uh, I don't know what kind of music they play at the Mueller after party, but...
5: Oh yeah, we should make a playlist like we've been talking about forever Yeah, we totally should
4: Because <laughs> uh, that's what this is, we're in the, we're in the after party mm-hmm. Right Nice so, It's another terrifying election story this week uh, Guys, Bibi Netanyahu was re-elected for I think a fifth term But yeah, totally a democracy And get this, uh, it was reported this week that a PR firm behind Bibi's party Put hidden cameras in Arab polling sites to lower voter turnout And then they bragged about how well it worked The Likud party apparently placed 1,200 hidden cameras at Arab polling stations on election day, and they boasted that they were able to keep the voter turnout under 50 percent, the lowest in recent years. And when you're bragging about suppressing the vote, that is fucked up beyond recognition. Oh, yeah. And we all know authoritarians only win elections when the vote is suppressed or if they cheat or both. And now I'm dying to know if Steve Bannon or Emmerdata, the Skynet formerly known as Cambridge Analytica, helped them with this attack on free and fair elections. And in a related story, we also learned this week that all 50 United States election systems were targeted by Russia in the run up to 2016. Uh, The previous number of states we thought to be 21. But sure, free and fair elections, Trump won fair and square. And Trump supporters will find a way to justify this because they don't want real democracy any more than they want health care until it's taken away from them now let's see what else we got a couple of straggler stories here Amazon owner Jeff Bezos is going full southern district of New York this week Jaleesa has that story for us later in hot notes and we had a cornucopia of indictments this week we'll go over that with you in the fantasy indictment league Um, but sure no further indictments are coming (laughs) and finally we got some new information on the Republican rub and tug queen Cindy Yang the Palm Beach Post reported Friday that there was a ton of undisclosed cash that flowed into the Trump inaugural with ties to China via an embattled Chinese casino the Asian Pacific American Presidential Inaugural Gala was attended by more than 900 people who paid at least $75 per ticket, and two main sponsors shelled out mo- uh, like way more. But now there's no trace of where any of that money went, even though tracking is required by law. And of course, this story wouldn't be complete without a squid pro crow. Uh, one of the event organizers and Trump campaign aide Jason Osborne followed up the event by lobbying for a bill to help the uh, Northern Mariana Islands, home of the Sapien Casino, one of the sponsors of this, and Trump signed it. And uh, the National Committee of Asian American Republicans, that's a super PAC in charge of raising money for the event, took in between five and $15,000 from each of about 20 sponsors plus hundreds of those smaller donations that we talked about. And the executive director of the PAC told the Palm Beach Post he knows exactly where the money went, but, quote, I don't want to tell you.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and he
4: then said, oh, the money went to the right account, but I just don't have to tell you where that is. <laughs> of course, the PAC director is an associate of Cindy Yang, who was once the head of the committee that hosted that gala. And we all know what she's been investigated for, um, selling access to Trump just like Cohen and Broidy did. And there are several entities uh, investigating Trump's bloated inaugural, and we'll keep following them for you. So also stick around for the interview later in the show, because Scott Stemmen and I will be talking about another Cindy Yang story he broke in Medium this week. And it's really, it's all about her body of work. No pun intended. It's really, it's a really interesting (laughs) story, though. All right, guys, we'll be right back with Hot Notes. Thanks to Third Love for supporting Mueller, she wrote. Third Love is the best bra disruptor in the universe, and I'm kind of obsessed. They make bras using millions of measurements from real women, and they have 78 sizes. That's twice as many as most in the biz. They also have half sizes, which 50% of women fall in between cup sizes, including myself. And they take into account your breast shape, along with all other kinds of issues you have with bras from big box stores. And it's super convenient, you guys, no more roaming around the bra store waiting for Becky with the good hair to jump out at you with the tape measure, only to throw you in a room with a box of 40 weird bras and say good luck. Just jump online and take their one minute fit finder quiz. Over 10 million women have done this to find their perfect fitting bra. They help you identify your size and shape, which bra fits your lifestyle the best, and they help you correct issues with other bras you've had by asking about spillage or digging straps. And there's a 100% fit guarantee and returns and exchanges are free and easy. Third Love is by far the most comfortable bras I own, and I really love this company. Their co-CEO is a female in a male-dominated industry. Their ads include normal women with rolls and freckles and tattoos. But most of all, it's the best bra on the market. They're tagless, breathable, ultra soft and lightweight. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering you guys 15% off your first order. So head to thirdlove.com/ag now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com/ag for 15% off today. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. Hot notes. All right, guys, time for Hot Notes. And today, Jordan has a Nunez bonanza (laughs) for us. But first, Jalisa, what's the haps with the Bezos extortion case?
5: Yeah, so in this week's edition of Mo Money, Mo Problems, we learn that the world's richest man, Jeff Bezos, is meeting with federal prosecutors in New York to discuss Saudi Arabia possibly being behind the National Enquirer story that exposed Bezos' And about, you know, having an affair and they threatened to extort him. So these prosecutors are seeking to access Bezos's electronic devices in an attempt to, quote, examine Bezos's allegation that the Saudis gained private information from his phone. And as we know, this info ended up in the hands of AMI, which was then uh, or which then published the info in their tableau at the National Enquirer. The woman who Bezos was having an affair with, we know is Lauren Sanchez, and apparently her brother, Michael Sanchez, AKA Dirty Sanchez, AKA Dirty Burt Reynolds, he was involved in the leaking of this information and uh so far bezos and his attorneys have turned over the documents and other materials to federal authorities however they have yet to turn over his electronic devices i'm trying to figure out like is it because he has too many dick pics like (laughs) i don't know why he wouldn't just go with it but in all seriousness bezos believes that he was targeted by the saudis because he owns the washington post which of course did not kindly cover the murder of their columnist jamal khashoggi And recently, Bezos added attorney Matthew Schwartz to his team, who spent over a decade as a federal prosecutor in New York. And what Schwartz and other lawyers are trying to figure out is whether or not the actions of AMI violated the non-prosecution agreement that they made last year. In fact, as part of the agreement, AMI officials, quote, admitted to its involvement in a hush money scheme to influence the 2016 presidential election by silencing a woman who claimed an affair with then candidate Donald Trump and agreed to not commit any crimes for three years. But now it's only been a year and we're already trying to figure out (laughs) if they broke the law again. Not to mention Michael Cohen is heavily involved in this agreement. So, yeah, yeah, I doubt we'll hear the last of that. And apparently the prosecutors are also looking into another set of claims made by Bezos' security consultant, Gavin De Becker, who said, quote, Our investigators and several experts concluded with high confidence that the Saudis had access to Bezos' phone and gained private information. As of today, it is unclear to what degree, if any, AMI was aware of the details.
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
5: Right. So basically, De Becker believes uh, beans
4: that... on them being clear about it.
5: Definitely. That's what I'm thinking. Becker believes that even though AMI paid Dirty Burt Reynolds, for the information, it was the Saudis who originally obtained the materials, and of course, the Saudi government denies these claims. But it doesn't sound like Bezos is backing down. So he already lost his wife, and he's got more money than any of us combined. So he's got nothing left to lose, right? i <laughs> Figure might as well go for it.
4: Yeah, and yeah. lost his wife. She did, they divorced. She That's right. She didn't perish.
5: Yeah, sorry, making that clear. She's now the <laughs> richest woman in the world. She not perished.
4: <laughs> yeah, so there she goes. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for that update. Interesting. Thank you. For sure. Uh, Bezos. um, Southern District of New York. Interesting. Doing the Lord's work. It's gonna be it's gonna <laughs> work. <laughs> All
3: right, Jordan, how's Cowman this week? Yeah, Cowman. So uh, if you follow our Daily Beans episodes, you will have heard about him multiple times because he was busy. Like I said, being a complete idiot this week. Uh, it, number one. So he's planning on sending eight criminal referrals to Eternal Gen- Attorney General Barr, but we don't know who they are exactly. He did say though that five of the referrals relate to lying to Congress, misleading Congress, and leaking classified information, and the other referrals relate to allegations of lying to the FISA court. So these are going to be people from the um, Justice Department and FBI. Struck and Page
4: yeah. and McCabe and uh, Comey and Cohen and anybody who's testified against Trump, basically. Yeah,
3: yeah basically. Um, so it's essentially what this is, is he's asking Barr to open up a criminal investigation into these people, which is not a light subject matter at all. Um, and I think he, I remarked on this in the Daily episodes, he just has no power anymore and he's going insane and is just trying to sue people whenever he can and just create havoc because that's what he does. He's a goddamn troll. Congressional <laughs> troll. Um, Nunes is also planning on meeting with Barr apparently, or at least in his head he plans to meet with Barr in the near future to describe what his referrals you know, entail exactly, and he's also taking fellow GOP committee member John Ratcliffe with him. And when Barr testified on Tuesday, he had said that he hadn't seen the referrals yet from Nunes, but will open investigations if predicate exists for one. So that's scary to me that he said that, because we have no idea what this guy is going to think, you know, is considered... Grounds to open up an investigation. So really hope that meeting doesn't happen. The Thames are really upset that this meeting might even happen at all because it severely breaks norms for the Attorney General to meet with only select members of the committee like that, just members from one party, and that's what that sounds like it is. Mm. Usually, if he's ever having any meetings with them, it includes majority and minority members across the board. That's it.
4: Well, if I had to guess, if I had to put beans on the eight criminal referrals feel free to play along uh if somebody wants to start a <laughs> little Facebook mini post,
3: mini facebook or fancy yeah a little yeah, mini fancy yeah. emily
4: i'm gonna say cohen mccabe baker comey struck page rosenstein and probably hillary i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's your there. rando <laughs> yeah well it's it, it might actually be uh Bente. Uh, but it, it's <laughs> It's not a bad list Yeah, it could be Bowditch But th- 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 that's where my money is Is on those the, the rando I'll put a rando at the end Yeah,
3: but. those sound about right The people he's directed The most shade towards Yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep Yeah uh, And then more newness shit That happened He filed a $150 million <laughs> Defamation lawsuit <laughs> Against the McClatchy company Defamation lawsuit
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> This bullshit Yeah, seriously nice. Thanks
3: Yeah
5: Um
4: Cow cow
5: shit. Oh, even better. Yeah, sorry. That's just a good pun. Yeah. <laughs> good pun right uh, there. I love a good poop pun. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> and the the lawsuit's also against a Virginia communications consultant. Um, there's this woman named Liz Mayer who was also named in the lawsuit that he filed against Devin Cow and all of those Twitter accounts for making fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> online.
5: And the cow's following us, right? On Twitter? Yes,
3: Devin Cow follows us, That's I awesome. believe. Thank yeah, you.
4: they did, that just happened this week. I was Thank very proud. You, I Doug tweeted about cow. it. Thanks. And if you want to be on the show.
3: Apparently, yeah, Ann hit him up and was like, follow Willis. Yeah. I think
4: I can get a. Oh, thanks, Anne. I think I can get a cow interpreter in here.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good segment. <laughs> We're just going to beat that dead cow. Right. The first <laughs> cow interview. <laughs> <laughs> really going to run it into the ground. It's so funny. We got to
4: get him before Ellen gets him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Or her. Devin Dunes cow could be the lady.
3: That
5: is so true. Cows are very true. It would only be logical that it would be a lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In related news, I saw a video today of a bunch of cows that saw grass for the first time in a long time. Oh, God, and that's they so like, sad I and know. beautiful. Okay, sure. <laughs> agreed, agreed. But it was so cute. Yeah, uh, they were, like, jumping around. It made me want to be vegan for, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's it did. Funny. Yeah.
3: Otherwise, <laughs> they're just, like, walking around on pointy drought rocks. I'm get- I am don't know. It's so weird. But- that would be really hard for you, seeing as you don't eat vegetables.
5: True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a tough one yeah okay so yeah so nunez filed this lawsuit and it's it's over the story that was published about his connections to people that were present on a yacht party uh where apparently cocaine was being had and prostitutes were being discussed <laughs> and potentially <laughs> some discussed. of them were underage and this came from someone that was
4: working the party and was like i saw some fucked up shit this is oh, no. i should put that in uh i should have put that in corrections because somebody had said you know don't make fun of the boat hose on the yacht party thing because they were trafficked and i was like i hadn't heard that oh. uh, I thought you know they they were you know sex workers because because this person was like oh no most prostitutes come in through through trafficking and I'm like actually I know a lot of independent adult sex workers yeah um, and no
5: shame in the game of being a boho, I guess that's...
4: Um, but that's exactly where I go in my head. Yeah. I know I know, folks that do this, and so it's like, oh, I just assume, but I, if these are trafficked underage girls, of course that's terrible. Right, yeah, I would right. never condone that.
3: Yeah, I yeah, think our angle awful. of
5: making fun of them was because they were, you know, working for uh, shitty people,
4: but
3: yeah. I
5: still respect the hustle, I guess. Yeah, that
3: is, that <laughs> is really awful if that was the case. I should just know if fact- it's a
4: Republican yacht party, they're going to be underage or trafficked. So, yeah, yeah, that's awful.
5: I'm
3: sorry, Trump supporter.
4: Yes.
5: there we go there we go
3: yeah in my experience yeah coming from vegas i had some people that were pretty close to me that did sex work and that was definitely like a thing that they did is just go and sort of be client like their clients were dc people and, and like wealthy mm-hmm. people like this and and they yeah, and they were probably were often fact, around like which yeah is, yeah mm-hmm. which is good and really sad that that's possible that this was the case here yeah but the story that was published was connecting nunez to to this debauchery because he invests in uh, the winery that apparently the the it was a charity event a charity yacht event
5: wow uh,
3: they were the the winery that was putting that on Alpha Omega Winery uh he invests in and so he he's coming out saying don't connect me with those people this is the complete smear campaign I wasn't even close to being on the boat and I didn't know obviously that any of that stuff was happening and and mm-hmm. I I mean. I might believe that. I, I believe, believe that. I believe that. I do believe that. I think the lawsuit is... <laughs> I rarely is... believe
4: Munez, but I, I, might <laughs> believe I might believe that.
3: Yeah, I, I believe that as well. Um, but he said on Hannity to all the people out there that are defaming him, if you're out there and you lied and you defamed, we
5: are going to come after you, which so is So I guess intense. he's going to sue Milo out.
3: Yeah, no, we're not mean enough. We need to step up our game. We if just we tell the truth, who <laughs> Yeah, and also, so... Uh, He's, he never even filed a formal request for a correction with the newspaper by the way to get them to change it so it didn't seem like he was at the party or or somehow knowingly investing in these practices he didn't even try he just went straight to suing them and bitching on twitter and everywhere else so this woman mayor was also defended in the twitter case and i I wondered what the connection there is exactly so that might be an interesting thing to look into um and nunez's lawyers tried to prove that they were trying to smear nunez this is great by so they created this they searched for nunez Prostitutes, cocaine—you know—all all of these like smear, quote unquote smear oh, the, words. Oh, this in, is Nunez's lawyer, right? Yes, because they're looking lawyer. for tweets. offensive tweets. Yes, exactly. So they
4: search keywords, right? They ser-
3: yeah, they search keywords, and to prove that they were trying to manipulate news and reporting essentially to connect nunez with these with these words and they screenshotted the results the search results the tweets that came up and when you search for a certain word and you find a tweet that has that word it it bolds the word so they took screenshots of this tweet and they were like look at this they even bolded the words <laughs> They bolded the words. They're like that's all they're doing is trying to emphasize these connections, and they're like you fucking idiots. It bolds it because that's what Twitter does when you search for anything. Search terms,
4: yeah, like like if you do it on Wiki or something, and it highlights the words that you look at. High cocaine is highlighted. Yeah, you search for cocaine, dude.
3: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So he uh, is also just throwing in. That he thinks this is all an effort to interfere with his congressional investigation of corruption by the, the Clinton campaign, or at least in retaliation of that investigation, because, again, he has no power now, so, haha, um, what a turd. Yeah, I'm such a turd. So, a lot of Nunes turd stuff. He's just so annoying,
4: it won't go away. That's true. He won't go away. He's like the herpes of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps coming back. Just keeps popping up. Yeah. So and, true. And there's
3: no Valtrex for Nunes. No. <laughs> no.
4: I wish. I would take that pill every day. (laughs) Nunez kryptonite. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Mm -hmm. Yes, excellent reporting. All right, guys. This week, I wanted to do a segment called Muller, if you're listening, where I go over all the things our listeners and myself and you guys, uh, Jordan and Julissa, you guys want to ask Muller. You want to ask Muller these questions. So if anybody knows Muller or anybody who hangs out with Muller or is married, maybe married to um, Muller, please play this segment for him or her. And uh, someone get it to Congress, too. So when Mueller testifies, they'll know what questions they need to ask as well. So, Mueller, if you're listening, here we go. Number one, why didn't you make a call on obstruction of justice, and did you expect Barr to make the call? And this is an important question, because we all want to know whether it was, you know, procedural that he didn't call obstruction of justice, or if he really just didn't have enough evidence.
5: Right. Like, was it because of the restraints of the law Mm -hmm. or is it because of bars? Or policy. Yeah. Being a piece of shit.
4: Here's what I think. Here's my beans to that. Uh, I think that he had an answer on obstruction of justice. If he didn't, he would have had to interview Trump because you have to get to intent. But maybe he had such overwhelming evidence he didn't need to get that interview. Mm. But the Department of Justice does not allow you to bring criminal charges for obstruction of justice. And in the past, there is precedent that shows that, that the special counsel or special investigator or special prosecutor, whatever you call them at that point, would hand that, kick that question over to Congress because you can't indict a sitting president because of DOJ policy. And we know, hmm, Mueller probably follows rules. so
5: Yeah. And that means hopefully when Trump's no longer president, which will happen, that the, somebody will, you know, arrest him after that. Uh, that'd be nice. Yeah. If it's really just about him being president and not being able to get him while he's in office, then, yeah, I can't wait for when he's not.
4: Yeah. But I don't know if you could get, get him for obstruction of justice. I honestly don't. Case. I, I just, don't know. Yeah. He's I a wonder. president. It's weird. Everything's weird because he's the president. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two. Can you define the specifics of the scope of your investigation? And the reason I want to know this question is because Barr's bullshit letter said there was no collusion or coordination with Russian members of the Russian government during the election about hacking the DNC and the DCCC. Like, that's a super defined Pretty theme. niche, yeah. But was the scope broader? When I, when I read the report uh, that we get from Barr, whatever it fucking looks like. With his color-coded bullshit, <laughs> Lisa Frank office supply store weirdness, uh, I I want to be I want to make sure that I know uh, what the scope was of his, of his investigation because if it was really narrow and he handed everything else off, I wouldn't expect to find the answer in the report. Right. Uh, number three, what happened with the half percent Rosneft sale commission brokered by the Cutter Investment Authority? Where'd that go? It's like two hundred eighty million dollars. I'm curious. I know you found it. <laughs> I know you found it, buddy. Where is it? Where'd it go? That answer will be, I'm sorry, that's part of an open and ongoing investigation. I can't for answer now. that question. Yeah. It'll be over at some point, though. It will. Uh, and, and you know, be honest. Let's be honest. When he testifies, 90% of what he's going to say is part of an open and on- ongoing investigation. Can't tell you. Oh, that would reveal sources and methods. Can't tell you. Nope. Can't tell you that either. So just be prepared for that. And I know you'll be mad, but don't be, because he's protecting his children. Mm-hmm. his other investigations (laughs) yeah his Mueller babies right, number four you charged Cohen with lying to Congress about when the Trump Tower Moscow deal ended we know from public reporting that Felix Sater and Don Jr. testified to Congress about this as well can you tell us why they were not charged with the same offense
5: I like that question yeah me too
4: Uh, Mark Hurley on Twitter asked what did you find out about the Alpha Bank server and the Betsy DeVos linked pharmaceutical company server communicating with the server in Trump Tower remember that weird one Mm -hmm. that's a weird thing all right number six on Tuesday March 19th you filed for an April 1st extension to respond to the request to release the Manafort pleading documents but then after your report was released to the Attorney General you had asked for another extension to April 15th did you know at the time that you filed the first extension that your investigation was going to end three days later and if so why did you ask why didn't you ask for more time Mm -hmm. If you knew that that transition was coming. Mm -hmm. Number seven, Bill Barr testified that you declined to review his four-page letter prior to him releasing it. And he said he doesn't recall why you chose not to. Can you tell us why you declined to review (laughs) that memo? Thank you. Number eight, do you know why Bill Barr consulted the Department of Justice Office of Legal Counsel before deciding to make a call on obstruction of justice? Why did he talk to Engel? Mm-hmm. basically angles the guy pretty much that he sent that 20 page obstruction sucks memo mm-hmm. to and had a meeting three weeks later and then bam was attorney general six months later let's see um number nine are you able to request that the grand jury material be released to the house judiciary committee and will you make that request and then number 10 why didn't you interview trump on the obstruction question and as I said, my beans, and these are super space beans, is that he didn't need to because he had enough evidence. But he can not indict because that's the Department of Justice policy. So he was putting it over to Congress and he wasn't expecting Barr to make the call. That's just my thought. But I want him to say it. Say it. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, number 11. Did you conduct a counterintelligence investigation into Trump, Russia? And are, there, are, are those findings included in your report? Uh, Number 12, Cole 63074 asks, did you intend for the front matter summaries to be released to the public? Those are the summaries Mm -hmm. that were ready to go, quote unquote, that his team wrote for each section Mm -hmm. uh, of the the report. Number 13, will we get to see Trump's written responses to your questions, please? (laughs) Are they handwritten? (laughs) I just want to see what he looks like. I just want to see him. Uh, Number 14, John Gerber asks, if the polling data Manafort gave to Kalimnik... Um, focused on polls in Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, or did the data indicate that those were places of interest? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good question. <laughs> that was a good question. Thanks, John Gerber. Number 15, Jim Jim 31 asks, Did Barr or Whitaker prevent you from issuing any indictments? I think the answer is no, but that came from a Department of Justice person, and it was the same Department of Justice person that said no forthcoming indictments are, are going to happen, and then there were. Uh, number 16, Mara Mee, 1988, wants to know if, as reported, your team is not pleased with the characterization of your work by Barr, why have you remained silent about it? Mm-hmm. And the follow-up, are you satisfied with Barr's characterization of your work? Yeah. God, I wish Mueller would talk. <coughs> talk to And he won't. No, he <laughs> won't. Number 17, why wasn't Rod Rosenstein a witness to the obstruction case? I got to know that. That's mine. Mm-hmm. Number 18, RB uh, RB Mashup, I think, asked if any other campaigns were targeted by the Russians, such as Jill Stein or Bernie Sanders. Number 19, is Trump compromised by any foreign actors? <laughs> it's pretty basic. And number 20, finally, uh, Justin Duff asks, Will you please reimburse me for the life-size oil-on-canvas portrait of you that I prematurely commissioned and displayed in my living room? Uh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> so, Mueller... Uh, Justin Duff wants his money back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. So those are the questions. Those are, we, we got t- tons of them. Yeah, those are great. And those are the ones in order, the ones I wanted to ask, and then the ones that came up the most often um, amongst you guys. So awesome. thanks for sending those in. Hashtag Mueller if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> tag us at Mueller, she wrote. Uh, if you have any more questions. And somebody, if anybody knows anybody in the Congress, any of the oversight committees, judiciary, intelligence. Uh, get this to a staffer these are some questions that that i think the american people want answered definitely and do us a favor uh this time would you guys coordinate what questions who's going to ask what questions so it's not the same fucking questions over and over again so <laughs> that was driving me pretty nuts you guys talk to each other all right thanks appreciate it <laughs> we'll be right back thanks to beta brand for supporting Mueller. she wrote Ever since the dawn of athleisure wear, I've been acutely aware of the comfort of my clothes and after decades of shopping for work-appropriate attire and wearing slacks and suits to the office, I just couldn't do it anymore. And then along came Beta Brand, challenging the norm that work-appropriate can't also be comfy. The dress pant yoga pant is here and it offers four-way stretch-knit pony fabric that has a great weight to it and it comes in a bunch of styles and colors to choose from. They have crop, boot cut, straight legs, skinny and more with four lengths to choose from and a ton of sizes for all bodies. And they feature incredible craftsmanship and details like faux zippers, pockets, front buttons and belt loops. The coolest part is that they welcome feedback and crowdsourced ideas so you guys can vote for designs that can become garments you can add to your wardrobe and they have hundreds of designers and thousands of designs on their site so far. Personally, I tend to have my work uniform, so I bought multiple pairs of the black dress pant yoga pants for myself, plus a cropped pant, which I love. I really, really hated the way my old work pants didn't move with me, they didn't breathe, they cut into me when I was sitting down, but now I can sit in meetings and it's like I'm home in my jammies while I'm still looking like a pro. They're super flattering and really well made, and I love their website, which is really user-friendly and easy to navigate. You guys really need to try these out, and right now you can get 20% off the Dress Pant Yoga Pant by visiting betabrand.com slash ag, all lowercase. Millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pants you'll own, so head to betabrand.com slash ag. Now for 20% off. That's betabrand.com/slash AG, all lowercase for 20% off today. You'll be glad you did.
0: I'm Greg Oliar. Four years ago, I stopped writing novels to report on the crimes of Donald Trump and his associates. In 2018, I wrote a best-selling book about it, Dirty Rubles. In 2019, I launched Prevail, a bi-weekly column about Trump and Putin, spies and mobsters, and so many traitors! Trump may be gone, but the damage he wrought will take years to fully understand. Join me and a revolving crew of contributors and guests as we try to make sense of it all. This is Prevail.
4: All right, are you guys ready for sabotage? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, this week in sabotage, lawyers for Roger Stone, the ones who couldn't get their shit together, getting a bar sponsor in time for arraignment, filed a series of uh, creative motions to dismiss Mueller's case against him late Friday night, probably to avoid detection because they're so idiotic. Mm -hmm. Uh, First, he said that the charge for lying of Congress should be lying to Congress should be dropped because Congress never officially complained about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he blamed the Democrats for drawing attention to his lies. Uh, His lawyers also said it's the Democrats' fault. Uh, He also said uh, that he's being selectively targeted because he supports President Trump, pointing out that they didn't charge Corsi or Credico, which is dumb because they both supported Trump too. Finally, uh, this is the best part, they said the charges should be dismissed because the Mueller report found no evidence of collusion and it's unconstitutional for the Justice Department to investigate a president. Uh, He's not only asked for the full Mueller report, He wants a copy of the full report, uh, but he wants a different judge, too, saying that because there was no collusion per Attorney General Barr, his case shouldn't be related to the Russian indictments filed last year by Mueller, (laughs) even though he's named in them. Uh, He tried that one once before, and it was soundly rejected. So I have all the beans on all of these motions being totally denied, and it's going to be hilarious. Yeah,
3: definitely. Um, God.
4: (laughs) These have all been submitted to Berman
3: Jackson, by the way. Oh, good. I'm excited to see how she just digs into him verbally
4: mm-hmm. that'll be great. I can't wait for the response. I really yeah. can't.
3: Yeah those are all uh, those are all awful. <laughs>
4: <It's> really <laughs> kind of creative though. Like hey you can't charge me with line of congress nobody complained. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah.
3: Is he also saying like charge credit code Corsi and make it fair
4: Oh, well, he was just that, saying that that, like, that uh, he was being selectively targeted because right. Corsi and Credico were not.
3: The, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, is his Would he be happy if they got charged? He didn't with say that. that. One, would that make it better? <laughs> he didn't
4: say that, but I was almost like, give it a minute, bro. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: And also him thinking he would get any sort of protection that a president gets. <laughs> that's
4: kind of how he makes it sound. And, I mean, we have the Miller thing that's still on hold, that's still on ice, right, because he was battling that subpoena and then of course Corsi was offered a plea agreement and didn't take it mm-hmm. and we can still expect i think Corsi and probably not Credico but Corsi and um Miller to be indicted uh, mm-hmm. by the district court in DC uh especially now that Zelensky's there who was on Mueller's team mm-hmm. so just hang hey, just chill bro mm-hmm. they'll they'll get some yeah yeah don't worry about it no more future indictments yeah okay from Mueller's office specifically <laughs> from Mueller the man maybe not but his babies. there's I think there's going to be more. <laughs> All right, guys, you ready for the Fantasy Indictment League? Yes. yes.
6: I'm
4: going to be indicted. No, wait, it's going to be okay. Indicted. Honey, dick. Indicted. Honey. I'm, I'm going to be indicted. Older.
0: they can't. It's going to be okay. Just calm down. I can't
1: calm down. I'm going to be indicted.
4: All right, wow, guys. We had three indictments this week, two count towards the Fantasy Indictment League. First, the one that doesn't count. That's Michael Avenatti. He was indicted on 36 counts of fraud, embezzlement, uh, and a host of other white-collar crimes in Los Angeles this week, Santa Ana, for stealing money from his clients and using it for shit like paying debt on his businesses and buying private jets. One of his clients was a paraplegic man who won a settlement against L.A. County, and he stole like $4 million from that guy. So fucked up. Avenatti is also being investigated for extorting Nike uh, by New York, but no charges have been filed there yet. 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 All told, he faces almost 400 years in prison. And that's, <laughs> that's the max, of course, and if everything goes uh, consecutively and not concurrently. But it's still frustrating that Barr is telling us Mueller is done and all these assholes have gotten up with little to no jail time for selling out America. And, and there's just something rotten in Denmark when Trump, a Trump critic faces 400 years. And Trump's buddies get off with probation. But I still have faith that these open and ongoing investigations will produce some fruit and we won't feel as ripped off. We just have to wait.
5: Yeah. Maybe they're thinking that since capitalism is like such a big part of America that there's nothing more American than selling out America. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's the ultimate mm-hmm. capitalistic like, thing to do. I guess. Yeah, they're
3: like, I'm just being real on brand here. Yeah.
5: <laughs> just hustling, baby.
3: <laughs> just hustling.
4: Oh, gosh. Uh, All right. Well, then we had the indictment and arrest of Julian Assange, to which a bunch of Guy Fawkes mask wearing dill holes with imaginary girlfriends responded by insinuating that now all journalists will suffer. Um... Sorry for my characterization there, but I'm a little angry at these guys.
3: I have a guy <laughs> Fox mask. Uh. Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of
5: you for Vendetta, but I see where you're coming from, AG. Yeah.
3: I smoked go through it once and I never felt like more of a badass. That's so funny. It, it was wakes. so self
5: indulgent and ridiculous.
4: <laughs> 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 you have it on video somewhere? We have to share that on the. <laughs> we have to put that out. It was a college thing. You, oh, do, that's you fine. do? I do. We need to put that on the newsletter. Yeah, we really do. If <laughs> a patron, and you want to see her smoke a hookah through a fox yeah, mask. Yeah,
5: please track that down. <laughs> put that out on
4: the newsletter. I want to
5: see it.
3: But it could just be any old person. There's no way to tell. Well, for I certain. mean, if you're
5: just wearing a mask. Yeah, like... but you just said you did it. Yeah. Fuck. What other ginger is like smoking a hookah?
4: We could always set it up. Uh, anyway, this has, first of all, n- this arrest has nothing to do with the First Amendment. Don't worry, I promise. Assange was arrested for skipping bail on rape charges. He's indicted in the U.S., for For hacking in 2010. Nothing to do with releasing the hacked Russian materials in 2016. And if the US wants to charge him for espionage in that case, they'll have to do it before he's extradited, per the treaty, the extradition treaty we have with the UK. Since the US has the death penalty, we signed a treaty with the UK saying we would tell them all the charges we plan to bring before they send anybody over because they don't want to inadvertently give somebody the death penalty. Uh, However, he can be charged after being extradited if he keeps criming once he's here (laughs) so if prosecutors ask him about his contacts in the trump campaign and he lies to them he can be charged for that Uh, that's the only reason i can figure they indicted him for the 2010 charges in the first place uh, other than he also broke the law but they were going back and forth on that i think Mueller was in charge of the fbi when this happened and he didn't uh, bring to it, want to indict, or he didn't, dis- he decided not to indict Assange. But they did this in March of 2018, four days before the statute of limitations was up. They dropped and sealed this indictment. And it, that just seems like a placeholder to me to maybe once he's kicked out of the embassy, get him over here and question him at least. Maybe they can get some leads out of him. Totally. Uh, but I don't think this is to prosecute First Amendment, you know, whistleblowers. This is really to try to find out what happened in the 2016 election. But we'll see. I could be wrong. I'll eat my words if I am. I'll smoke a hookah out of a Guy Fawkes (laughs) mask if if, if, if it comes to that. That's so funny. I want it to happen now. I'm going to hold you to it. (laughs) And finally, guys, today, as if the Mueller gods were reaching down to say, we're not done, my child, lobbyist Greg Craig was indicted this week for fara violations, making liars out of anyone who says there are no forthcoming indictments in the Mueller probe, which I guess is true if you're saying that the office of special counsel will not be issuing the indictments. But it's clear that there are more indictments that have stemmed from Mueller's spawn, Uh, which (laughs) means there could be more yet to come. Greg Craig is a former Obama White House counsel turned lobbyist uh, for Manafort in Ukraine. And Friday, he pleaded not guilty on all charges. And don't forget, Von Grack, as we said before, one of Mueller's former team members, now runs a FARA unit at Maine Justice. And at the very least, I think we will be taking a closer look into foreign lobbying from now on. One of the positive side effects from the Mueller probe to limit foreign influence in our politics. Absolutely. So give yourself a point. If you had Greg Craig, two points. If you had Assange, I think he's worth two points. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make him worth two points if he's not. Two points. Boom. I've decided. <laughs> uh, and I've decided to count him until we find he out he's not going to be charged at all in connection with his work of the Trump campaign in 2016. Yeah, because some people were wondering about that. Yeah, I think it counts. All right. Now, on to the actual draft. Julia, <laughs> so you get to pick first this week. Do you have a pen? Do you have everything to write down stuff? Yes, all I've right. got it. So I'm
3: going
5: to go with Corsi.
3: Oh, interesting. <laughs> Jackson's like, you're right. Stone, <laughs> let me let me get those two. Um, I guess that's not how law works. Judges don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, is it
4: my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay, WikiLeaks. All right. Nice, nice. I'm gonna go with Assange, superseding before he's extradited to follow the rules.
5: Cool. Uh, I'll do Miller.
4: Oh, Andrew Ooh. Miller. Yes, yes. Stone associate, Stonehenger. Mm-hmm. Ivanka. Good, I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Tony Podesta, the mm. other uh, lobbyist that was mm-hmm. mentioned from Skadden Arps. <laughs> 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 Skadden Arps, Mer, nah, Flom. I know Flom's a definitely got Flom down. Yeah, I got Flom.
5: I will go with Weiselberg. Good. Okay. Good one.
3: I'm going to go Tony Fabrizio.
4: Tony. I'm just waiting on that guy. I know. I'm selecting Pecker.
5: <laughs> Sherry Dillon. Good. All right. I hope she gets it.
4: Um, AMI. Nice. I'm going to go with that Brittany Kaiser person. Now that they've got Assange
2: Mm
4: -hmm. and Patton, all the shit he helped with, Mm -hmm. he's Cambridge Analytica tied in. Yeah,
5: Kaiser's good. I'll do Trump org. Oh, yes. Trump and I, girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's right there. It's right there. Motherfucker. (laughs) Last pick, AG.
4: Damn it. That was all my dudes. Um, There's plenty of
5: crime to go around. Felix (laughs) Sater. Okay. Oh
4: shit. Yes. <laughs>
5: oh shit. <laughs> those are those are good. I like those picks.
4: Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? We done? That's it, yeah. Really? Hell yeah. One, two, three,
5: four, five.
4: One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, we're all right. All, all the way down, yeah. All right, cool. Well we'll I be right back with the interview with Scott Stedman. Code names, deception, gadgets. It might sound like something out of the movies, but these are just some of the essential components of being a spy. Real cloak and dagger stuff. Most spies don't stand out. You can't tell if someone's a spy. That's the whole idea. It's not like James Bond. These are ordinary, forgettable people. They blend in. They disappear. You can't ever even know that they were there. They're phantoms. And that makes them all the more dangerous. So what does it really take to be a spy? Well, every week, the ParCast Network's original show called Espionage explores the high-stakes world and analyzes the missions behind the world's most incredible spies and what brought their covert operations into the public eye in the first place. Find out the real-world spy tactics required to impersonate, exploit, and infiltrate the most confidential places in the world. You will be absolutely shocked by the episode on Larry Chin, one of the CIA's top Chinese linguists who was also China's top spy for over 30 years. You can search for and subscribe to Espionage wherever you listen to your podcasts. Again, search for Espionage or visit parcast.com slash espionage to listen now.
2: So, Renato, do you still have your own podcast?
1: Yeah, it's complicated.
2: What's so complicated about a podcast?
0: That's the name of the podcast, remember?
2: Oh, Will you still be exploring topics that help us understand the week's news?
1: You bet, but we'll have a new name because we're gonna be working together to explore complicated issues that are dominating the news.
2: Working together?
1: Yeah, you're hosting it with me, remember?
2: Oh, right. Wait, does that mean our podcast is going to have a Steam Mop segment?
1: Let's not get carried away, but we'll discuss hot new legal topics. So check out our new episode, Coming soon to everywhere you get podcasts, as well as YouTube.
4: Joining us today for the interview is investigative journalist and author of the new book, Real News, on sale everywhere this Tuesday, April 16th. Please welcome Scott Stedman. Scott, thanks for coming back on Mueller She Wrote. Yeah, thank
6: you so much for having me.
4: I'm really glad to talk to you again, and uh, especially this week, because this week, not only is your book coming out next week, but you dropped a story this week in Medium about Cindy Yang. She's the founder of the Orchid Day Spa, a favorite spot for Republicans, and uh, an investment opportunity she was selling, basically. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
6: Yeah, sure. So Cindy Yang, like you said, she's the owner of the chain of uh, massage parlors that was busted for prostitution. Um, possible human trafficking. Uh, she was also selling access to Trump, as you guys have covered on the pod a little bit before. Um, so the story I broke last week was a second a second company that she was involved with uh, that was actually selling opportunities for Chinese nationals to invest in the Trump government, in Trump government projects. Um, it was like really weird coded language. Um, but th- this was the first sign. Um, we knew she was selling access to Trump and his family at Mar-a-Lago a lot. But this was the first sign that she's actually trying to steer foreign money into some sort of government uh, project for the Trump admin.
4: Wow. Now, is this anything like uh, or can we draw any parallels between this and like what Cohen was doing with Essential Consulting, where he was basically taking millions of dollars from like AT&T and Novartis and I think an aerospace company in Korea uh, and in exchange for access to the president. Is that kind of what this looks like? Yeah,
6: that's uh, certainly what her other business looks like. Um, Just pooling money together from Chinese nationals, paying enough to go to a Trump event and um, getting to the tier of taking a picture with Trump. So you pool a bunch of money together, um, some events are like 25 grand, 50 grand, and you get a picture with Trump and then you use that to sell sell your people on, um, on your proximity to the president.
4: Yeah, we were even finding out some reporting that allegedly the payments weren't were not coming from the ones posing for these photos, but elsewhere, which is interesting because that seems... Mm-hmm a lot like a straw donor situation. but uh, And then, of course, we also had this uh, other Chinese woman with multiple passports and SIM cards and phones and cash uh, basically walking into Mar-a-Lago without a bathing suit trying to find the pool. And apparently she was supposed to go to an event that was uh, canceled, but it was an event that was apparently set up by Cindy Yang.
6: Yeah, it was definitely a Cindy Yang event um, that got canceled a couple weeks prior to... Um, that woman showing up, uh, the theory is that she just didn't get the notice that it was canceled. Um, but yeah, the 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 money part of this is super interesting. And something that I heard today was that authorities are actually really looking into her uh, donations to the Trump victory pack, um, especially in regards to her listed employer. Um, there's a few instances where she donated to Trump and listed a company that that doesn't seem to exist in the United States, mm-hmm. um, so there's possibly some uh, fraudulent activity as to who she represented herself as when she gave all this money.
4: Yeah, and the, re- and the reporting that I'm interested in, which <clears throat> I haven't seen any of yet, is what uh, where the money went. And it seems like it could be this victory pack because you know we know a lot of uh, these foreign donations have come in either through the NRA or through the RNC because we know Cohen. Uh, was the deputy finance chair of the RNC and then Broidy was the deputy finance chair of the RNC and he was apparently kind of doing the same thing but with Saudi Arabia and uh, the UAE. So this is all very interesting um, uh, reporting and I know that these are parts of, of current and open and ongoing investigations. I think my only concern now is that we've got uh, seemingly and I don't know this, this could just be a feeling I'm having but we have seem to have uh, an attorney general who might be interested in covering that kind of thing up for the president.
6: Exactly. I mean, if you take all this together, you take the woman that was caught with um, hidden camera detecting devices and malware on her USB in Mar-a-Lago going to a Cindy Yang event. It certainly looks from the outsider's point of view like an intelligence operation that got as close as you possibly can to the most powerful man in the world.
4: Yeah. So now we've got the Middle East, um, multiple countries there. We've got Israel and Now of course Russia was always there and now China. Uh but we we we've always been kinda of dicking around with China with the whole Kushner thing and Ongbong bank and mm-hmm.
6: that's also another interesting thing. Kushner was running that uh the visa scam. Like pay pay money and you can get a visa uh for Chinese nationals. His sister went to an event in China this this was like early in the Trump admin. Um uh, I think it was like April twenty seventeen. And was basically flogging those visas and using pictures of Kushner to say, like, hey, we're close to the president. Um, and Cindy Yang w- was doing the exact same thing. So I, I'm kind of looking for links between the Kushner situation and Yang. Um, but but they're not there at this point. But it's a really intriguing uh, point of this.
4: Yeah. And then, of course, you have Ivanka getting awarded all these trademarks um, in China mm-hmm. as well.
6: One last thing on, on the China thing. Um, Go back to the dossier, man. The dossier says um, Trump is fine. There was a source telling Chris Steele, Trump is fine having Russia as the boogeyman because his dealings with China and other developing countries were so much more corrupt and blatant. So, we, you know, if you believe Chris Steele, um, which I certainly do for the most part, um, then that's it's certainly uh, an area that hasn't really been explored and is finally starting com- to come to the light.
4: Yeah, no, and I remember uh, it, it wasn't just steel, but um, well, I guess it was steel by proxy because uh, Glenn Simpson in in Fusion GPS and his mm-hmm. transcripts had brought that up as well. Yeah,
6: and they could have had more info for all we know.
4: Yeah, all right. So uh, let's uh, shift gears a little bit. You seem to be a favorite target of uh, George pa- Georgie Papadopoulos and Simone <laughs> and Simona Mangiante. They keep tweeting at you. They won't leave you alone. I think they're obsessed. What's go- what's going on? <laughs> I uh, yeah. I mean it it kills
6: time. <laughs> um I mean most of the tweets and emails now to me are just like fucking hilarious. Like I just I just burst up laughing cuz they're they're just so ridiculous. Like come on. Um <laughs> uh the most recent one like an hour ago as I was making notes to come on here George uh he called me a fraud on Twitter and um my book sales shot way up on Amazon. So thank you. I appreciate the free press to to the (laughs) Papadopouloses.
4: I doubt they listen uh, to this podcast. But yeah, hi, George, Simona, if you're listening, thank you. And finally, this isn't really Russia related, but this is just blowing my mind this week. I haven't I haven't uh, a story this big hasn't hit in a while, and I mean, huge stories hit every day, and it's crazy, but this one is bananas, and I want to get your thoughts on the absolutely insane story about uh, Stephen Miller and Trump wanting to bus migrants to sanctuary cities to punish political opponents Uh, And whether or not you think it might be tied to the massive staffing shakeup within the Department of Homeland Security, ICE and Customs and Border Patrol this week or the last couple weeks, actually.
6: Yeah. So I kind of look at this in like two ways. First, from a national security point of view and then from like how how you can play this politically. Um, That's how my brain my brain is split in two. It's national security and it's political. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, from a national security point of view. You have to look at the details of the plan, right? Um, it it looks patently ridiculous on its face and completely counter to the oath, you know, that everyone took, Mm -hmm. um, including Trump. Um, like, you know, is it really getting to a point where Stephen Miller wants to see lib, you know, libtard cities actually harmed because they, you know, oppose the president on this issue? That alone should warrant. You know, congressional investigations and and also pressure from the public, um, and yeah, then just from a political point of view, I I see it as a total gift to the Democrats. Um, this is this is where you go on the offensive. You call his bluff. You know, you say undocumented immigrants are amazing people, and you know they largely contribute to our society and make the country a better place. Um, so these liberal cities, you know. Call his bluff. Welcome the plan. And and maybe even do something like offer assistance to get these people uh, legal status. But, yeah, just I would just keep my arms wide open and say, yeah, this is great. Thanks, Trump.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And that's the question, isn't it? Because if Trump truly believes his own rhetoric and and the administration believes their own rhetoric, that these migrants that are coming up uh, from the three Mexicos, you know, uh, that that are arriving at our border, are actually all MS-13 gang member hardened criminal rapists? Does he truly believe that rhetoric? And if so, that means he wants to turn them loose on the citizens of uh, our cities, our, our sanctuary cities, uh, to harm Democrats, right? Or does he know that his that they're uh, kind, amazing, and incredible people and wonderful people and that they commit crime at a much lower rate than natural-born citizens? and And he's just doing this to... Uh, you know, create, you know, to actually alleviate space at the border or to create a crisis where one didn't exist in the first place. So, you know, to make what he's saying true. You can't have both.
6: Yeah, you can't have both. And, and by announcing this policy, again, via tweet, um, he, (laughs) he really backed himself into a corner. Like, like you said, like he, he either believes the bullshit that he says about immigrants and he actually wants them to harm san francisco and la and our cities or he doesn't and he's just using this to gaslight everyone and you know back everyone else into their their own corner
4: (laughs) yeah it's it's pretty astounding either way it's a clear 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 abuse of power uh i i think even more so than uh nixon sending the irs after his uh after democrat congressional democrats
6: i think we're Like a hundred actions past that at this point.
4: Right. Or when Trump pressured the postmaster general to double the Amazon shipping rates to punish Bezos.
6: Yeah. Yeah. But Jimmy Carter had to sell his uh, peanut farm.
4: Yes. (laughs) Sacrifices.
6: That's where that's where we are, folks.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, hey, before I let you go, uh, can you tell us about your book that's coming out Tuesday and, and where everyone can get it?
6: Yeah. So the book Real News is coming out on Tuesday the 16th. So that'll probably be within 24 hours of when people are hearing this. Um, yeah, you can get it pretty much anywhere. Uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, IndieBound, Walmart, Target, um, anywhere you would go to get a book. And um, yeah, pre-orders are super, super important for any author, especially a first-time author like myself. So yeah, I'm I'm very thankful for you guys that have supported the book and or are planning to get a copy. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me.
4: Yeah, of course. And hey, how how crazy would it be if your book dropped the same day that the uh, uh, redacted Mueller report came out? Yeah, yeah, I planned that. <laughs> it totally planned it, right? <laughs> where else can folks find you? I think you have a premium Twitter feed or, or uh, uh, and social media. Where Where else can we find you?
1: Yeah, no, I got rid of the premium feed. Um, So
6: basically, right now, I'm just on Twitter and Medium. Um, But perhaps some exciting announcements in the coming months.
4: I've heard tell. I won't I won't say anything, but we're excited. And (laughs) I know a lot of our listeners follow you and uh, are really excited about this book. Hey, one side question for you. And and maybe this makes it into the interview or maybe it doesn't, but I'm I'm just curious. What do you say to the critics who are saying that you're publishing your same book or the same publisher as Roger Stone?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Louis Bench clan, right? Um, I think, first of all, my publisher Skyhorse has been awesome. Um, I understand, I, I guess I understand the criticism, but it doesn't make any sense because... One of the reasons that I was attracted to Skyhorse was the fact that they do publish all points of view um, and they're not picking, you know, they're not picking winners. Um, I think on their front page right now, they have the case for impeaching Trump um, by a former Democratic congresswoman and the case against impeaching Trump. So it's that was one of the reasons why I was drawn to them. I like the objectivity. I like hearing everyone's point of view. So if that's something you want to criticize, that's fine, but... um... I certainly don't see it as an issue. I see it as a, an asset.
4: Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, a lot of times no one it, it's it's really difficult to navigate uh, a lot of different things in, in politics, especially like if we advertise for somebody and some, someone emails us and says, hey, Kushner's brother's boyfriend's uncle's girlfriend worked there for six minutes in 1986. I'm never listening to your podcast again.
6: Exactly. You can you can make it's this. What is it? The six degrees of separation or whatever you You can do that to anyone in the world
4: yes but on the record i'm pretty sure you don't agree with anything that stone has to say
6: (laughs) yeah no absolutely not actually i was here's a little story (laughs) one of the first um interview opportunities i got a few months ago when the book was just announced was like going on with roger stone and like debating him point to point (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, no, that's that's not the first move that I'm going to make. So you guys have <laughs> have a good time with that. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, thanks.
6: I know. Like, I'd, I'd rather. Yeah, I'd rather go to the dentist.
4: <laughs> than speak to Roger Stone. I don't blame you. All right. Investigative journal, journalist, 23 year old author of Real News, available where, wherever you get your books this Tuesday, April 16th. Scott Stedman, thanks for being on Mueller. She wrote.
6: Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work.
4: All right, guys, that's our show. Thank you so much to Scott Stedman for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you. We expect to get some bullshit from the Mueller Report this week. Uh, don't be depressed about it. A lot will be redacted, probably. Just keep swimming. Um, we'll keep covering the facts. We'll keep following Mueller's 20 kids. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the MSW Book Club podcast wherever you get your pods if you, wanna, if you want the ad-free daily updates. While we develop the Daily Beans, find us on Patreon and sign up there. And thanks again for all your votes for the Webby Award. It really totally means it will change our lives. There's only one week left um, of totally annoying you about it. So <laughs> sorry about yeah, that. It's we'll put it in the
5: newsletter, make it easy, and we'll put it out on It's on our website, you know.
4: Yep, right on our website. There's a link right there to vote. Um, like I said, I've, I've had this job with the same agency for 10 years. I'm pretty terrified of losing it. I'm actually a little bit sad about it. I'll tell you about it one day when I can, but it's a job Obama inspired me to get. Uh, He and I took the executive oath of office on the same day, which was also my birthday, January 20th, 2009. And it's just a sad reminder of how Trump Trump seems to try to want to erase everything Obama has ever done and how it affects each and every one of us. But anyway, that's why your support is so amazing to us and why it's important that we lift each other up and take care of each other. Uh, I feel like we're all penguins wandering around oh. shoulder to shoulder protecting each other with our tiny little hope eggs. Yeah, penguins <laughs> mate for a life. For the insanity of this administration, <laughs> which is the cold wind and death of the polls. Um, there's power. that. <laughs> <laughs> there's power in numbers, guys. There really is. Um, we keep each other safe and sane and now everybody open some wine and watch game of thrones we love you be kind to each other winter is here i've been ag
5: i've been jaleesa johnson i've been jordan coburn
4: and this is muller she wrote muller she wrote is produced and engineered by ag with editing and logo design by jaleesa johnson our marketing consultant and social media manager is sarah lee steiner and our subscriber and communications director is jordan coburn Fact checking and research by AG, and research assistance by Jalisa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our merchandising managers are Sarah Lee Steiner and Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is MullersheRote.com.
2: You voted. I did. You protested. Again. You postcarded. So many Sundays. You posted on social media. Got some likes. And you're still reeling from all the terrible news. Yeah, but what else can I do? I'm Kelly. I'm Lila. And we're going to help you figure that out. Each week, we'll interview people on the front lines of political action about the things they actually did to take action what got them started, who helped them along the way, and what they'd do differently if they had it to do all over again. And in the process, we'll give you concrete advice about how to take the leap from freaking out on Twitter to making a difference. Follow What Can I Do wherever you listen to podcasts, or tune in on whatcanidopodcast.com.